She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie, showing you how to embrace vulnerability and unearth your power within. Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of She Loves Herself, the podcast. It's me, Jill Ritchie, your host of the She Loves Herself podcast and it's Friday which means I have a brand new episode and I'm joined by a guest. Although it's not a new guest to the show um, and it's actually the second part of an episode. So the first part of this episode you received last week. So if you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend that you do. Um, But if you are just listening to this for the first time, you will get so much from just this sort of 50 minute episode. So um, my guest today is the incredible Laura Pringle. And so for those of you who don't know, and I shared this before and she's been on the show before, Laura Pringle is my coach and mentor and has been for over six years now. And I have learned so much from this incredible woman and guide. And I go into this second part of this episode and there's just even more wisdom than there was in the first part of the episode which we recorded. Um, So yeah, we are talking about conscious relationships, unburdening, speaking our truth, living our truth, non-attachment, all of the things And I just know that you guys are going to get so much from this episode. So please, please enjoy. If you are not signed up to um, our four-day workshop, which is happening um, the first week in March, it's free workshop, The Confident Coach. So if you are a new coach or you are thinking about becoming a coach or you are an existing coach, Um, and you want to gain more clients, more momentum, more confidence, more authenticity in your business, then join Sarah and I for our four-day free workshop, The Confident Coach. I'm going to drop the link in the show notes. Um, It's free. It's amazing. Come and join us. Allow us to support you in your business. Guys, let's go into this episode. Have an amazing weekend. She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie. Like, you need to eat well we yeah this is everywhere as well it's in these ideas of like say like you know we have to go to bed at the same time where we have to you know like eat at the same time where we have to you know everybody has to do this there's compromising right which is respecting what you would like and what you need and what this other person does and if they're so different they can't live together then that relationship isn't the right one for you of course but usually there's this place where we can find this um, ground where we can just either honor ourselves or find the time to come together you know it's just it's this balance in relationship <laughs> between intimacy and so closeness and spaciousness we need space and we need closeness and so sometimes people have too much of one of the other and this is where I just think you have to just listen to your intuition you have to keep knowing if you keep getting stuck if you keep questioning yourself, if you can't find the line between you and the other person, if you don't know where you're getting things wrong or you're doubting yourself, this is where you 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 want to start reaching out to get help. That we, we want to self-validate. You want to be honest. I mean, really honest with yourself because most of us like to think that we're walking around conscious of why we did something that we did or what was in something that we said. 
But it's when you, I remember I was driving along in a car once and um, somebody said it to me just plain and simple. It's just like, I said, well, I, I didn't intend to do that. They said, I never said you intended to do that. I didn't think you were conscious of it. Otherwise you wouldn't have done it. Yeah. You were unconscious of it. I'm asking you to look at something you might not be aware of. And it was that moment where it's so obvious what they said. But for me, it just dropped. I'm like, I'm so insistent that what I'm conscious of is the truth, as opposed to like, do I have room in me and openness to say when someone says something to me, do I have openness to say, was there anything in there that I unmeaningly projected? You know, like it doesn't matter what my intention was. Unconsciousness can happen. And so the best I can do in all the years, I just notice now with my partner, when he says something, you let you really listen before I would be defending myself or I'd be like, no, that's not what that was. Or, you know, like some sort of narrative. And, and he was the same. Now there's this openness where we pause and you stop and you take someone really seriously. And it doesn't mean they're, they're right. They could be projecting. It's just a start off point where we're just like, I'm going to be open to information outside of me, opening to challenge myself. I'm also going to be open to validating myself and really, you know, being connected to myself. And there's this line of, I found in relationship with Andrew, if I have a need or there's something in me I'm struggling with, then I'm not able to hold space for him. I'm not able to regulate a partner if I'm dysregulated. I used to try and do all of that. You know, like it's silly. It's just like, Right now we're both struggling. So let's be in it together. We're struggling, right? We'll just do it side by side or we'll just take a break or whatever it happens to be. There's, you've got to get to know what when you're managing and when you're coping and when you're not and when something's too much and when it's not. And we've got to be honest with ourselves. A lot of the time what comes from our mouth is not honesty. It's this narrative or it's the story beyond it. Instead of just saying like, I'm hurt or I'm fearful that you'll leave me or this old narrative is coming up in me. The language we use now in our conversations absolutely acknowledges our own projections, our feelings that are going on inside our body that we don't understand. You've got, I mean, you should be bringing these to the table instead of like trying to hunker them down and talk through them. It's such a weird thing to do. It's almost like childlike again, like without, when you've, you've not had it kicked out yet, not physically, but emotionally, like you're able to go, I'm scared. I feel scared. Or a part of me is scared. You can regress, right? This is the funny thing. Like there's regressing is where suddenly we can, especially the more consciousness you have in self-awareness, you can actually sort of become that character because you've some connected to it, right? So suddenly you're you're connected to yourself and you realize, wow, I'm terrified right now. I'm really scared of this person's angry voice. But it's not you that's like, oh gosh, this is, you know, a, a, a quite the part of me that's getting scared. And there's this childlike part of me that finds this terrifying. Some people literally just move into re-traumatizing themselves and being terrified again. Like, oh, I'm so terrified of your anger. Please stop shouting or please stop raising your voice. We could, we should see where we're regressing into childlike behavior and then notice we're regressing and say, okay, you know, there's a part of me that is is had a relationship with, with an angry parent or whatever it is, right? Somebody shouting at me. And so part of me goes back to terrified and that stops me being able to use 
helpful words or have conversation or stay online and regulate it. And so you realize this and then you, it just takes the small flip to say, OK, I'm not going to regress into that. Right. I'm just right now, there's a part of me that is is terrified of what's happening. But there's another part of me that knows I'm in a room with my partner. They're perfectly safe. This is not actually what's happening. If that is the case, of course, right? But like, really, that's fine. And then there's a part of you that's that's okay and is terrified. And you can make room for this terrified feeling to start making your peace with people sometimes just get angry. And it's my relationship with the anger that's been the problem, not the person's anger. Or I can deal with the person and their anger or their sadness or the projection or whatever they're doing on their side. You can deal with any person when you know what's alive in you. When you start knowing what to do with what's alive in you and have the terminology, the words, the the tools. Sometimes you've got to walk away and give yourself a minute. Other times you can stay in and build the resilience. You can't do this where you force yourself to stay in something and just get over it. Nervous system doesn't work like that. You have to train it to trust you that you are going to insert yourself and exit yourself, remove yourself when things are too much or becoming overwhelming and then step back into things and keep pushing yourself over into a place where you're like creating a new relationship with that thing in front of you, right? Like instead of this automated reaction to say again, like anger, you're like, okay, eventually you're just like, this person's just grumpy about something that's cool and then guess what you listen to them you meet their need you're not making anything personal like I notice the amount of space I can hold now and how little how very little things need to be personal and when they are (laughs) it's mine yeah it still allows me now to decide what is and isn't okay what I do and don't want what I'm not going to put myself through and what I will. Not with a big narrative behind it, right? I'm not putting myself through this. I'm putting up a boundary with you. you know, it's, it's not like that. It's just more like, just like, look, I want to communicate with you. I love you very much. I really want to resolve this. But I don't think it's good that we speak right now because there's a lot of emotional reactivity. So let's wait till we're calm and then we'll have the conversation again. I very much want to resolve it with you. I love you know? that. Yeah, so amazing. And actually, I love that you share that. And I think people, um, because so many people want to avoid any form of conflict, it just gets suppressed and we just hold it all in our body. And like you said, it comes out in so many other ways, physically, emotionally. Um, And it doesn't go anywhere. Like, as in, it goes somewhere, it goes inside of you, right? You think, oh, well, I've, I've, you know, I've let that go. Well, we haven't really. Because if you haven't been able to express it or to communicate it, it, it's going somewhere and that's in you. Um, Yeah. I feel like getting to know yourself first probably is the most important thing because if we're we're going to say right I'm okay I'm going to go just have that conversation with partner now I'll listen to Jill and Laura there like let's have a chat but if we are we're not connected to ourselves and what's our stuff and like what's really going on for us and what feels safe and what doesn't and maybe what's childhood what's maybe ancestral anything like that and we're going into a situation where we're not we have we don't have the awareness the self-awareness um, the tools sometimes the tools. you can be aware but you don't have yeah. 
the tools. So it's tools. The self, working on the self first then, Laura, do you feel like, and you do it simultaneously, yes. yeah, so you, we can do it oh, simultaneously. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and you're only doing your best. You've got to forgive yourself for all the mistakes you make in between and all the things that you do. I think that's where you come to. Well, I know I certainly have with my partner is that, you know, you you really quickly realise this is a form of projection or some sort of stuff that's going on inside of us. Like, it's not personal. Like, there's so many ways you can eventually see it that yeah. just are you're connected to what's happening you're not entangled in what's yeah. happening you're yes. not in protection mode when it's happening so it is about connecting to yourself and realize when something when there's any inner disturbance and start with the small ones going into conflict is really big to ask yourself into I started you know you have to start really small I remember little things like every time there was a disturbance there's a point where I just realized every disturbance in me doesn't mean that someone is or isn't doing something. That's separate, whether they're doing it or not. What is the disturbance in me, right? Because that's that's mine. Because I noticed you don't have to have these disturbances, you know, when things are happening externally. There's a normal amount of feeling that come up, but that's really different to reactivity. And so one day I noticed I was getting these little frustration gurs, right, around the kitchen. And I was asking myself, what is the disturbance in me because if I listen to my mind or my emotions my emotion I'm so angry why are you angry then your mind tells you why you're having that emotion because my partner's you know whatever it is and there's just a point at which you just stop believing that and instead I was like what is the disturbance in me separate to whether this person is doing or not doing that like you know what's the disturbance in me and for me that on that occasion it just happened to be that I realized there's a part of me that had an idea of how this thing should have happened or how things should happen and when they don't happen that way. And so why do I need things? Why am I future focused into how something should happen? Like, okay, because for safety, right? If we know what the future is going to be, we can feel safe. Does safety really come from there? No, it doesn't. Right, Laura, like how can we get safety being in here? Oh yeah, your safety's in your breath. Your safety's when you know that you've, lost your breath and it's become labored or your something's happening or your eye contact's gone or your physical nervous system is responding to something or you're having a feeling or emotion or a thought that's creating this disturbance in your in your energy field being with yourself and aware and able to say okay is this okay is this too much do I open up and let this in or is this one of those things I think why go down that gravy train right like hypervigilance right sometimes it's good to feel our feelings and to know how to be connected to our feelings some people talk themselves out of their feelings so they say oh you know shouldn't feel angry about that you know it's silly to feel angry about that rationalize your feelings if you're angry even if it's not rational recognize it's not rational that's separate but I have this feeling of anger in me and so now I must process it and feel it to feel what anger feels like in my body and pass it through other times when there's hyper vigilance or we've got life under the microscope we actually the kind of person that needs to stop reading into things stop looking at everything stop like maybe I just maybe I'm just so used to looking at everything under the lens I don't realize that's why people are interpreting me as really sensitive or, you know, it's your nervous system causes you to start overthinking what are they saying about me or why is this happening or what did they mean in that little 
glimmer of a frown or something you know that's our body so wired into protection that we notice every micro expression instead of realizing ah I'm in hypervigilance. My nervous system is wired to protection. And so I put life under the lens. I'm looking out for any tiny semblance of danger so I can pounce on it. And actually that's hard to live in that adrenaline filled body. You know, when you realize you've been living in it for so long, you get your health back, you get your body back. And same with hypo, right? If you're in hypo, you're walking around, you might like really look calm to the outside world. You might look like everything is cool, but you're internalizing everything. You know, it's all happening on the inside. It's just not making it to the outside. Sometimes we're not motivated to get out of bed or we just feel tired or fatigued or we never get things done or we're procrastinating. Both hyper and hypo can procrastinate and not get things done. There's there's side effects to having a dysregulated nervous system to be wired into protection. First of all, it's not healthy you're going to get health problems with it. We don't want that. We need to get back to healthy. But also, I realize that by re-regulating my nervous system, that whilst there's great power in looking at our mindset and positive thinking and creating reality and, you know, feeling our feelings, all those things, is that when I just did a lot of resetting work and re-regulation and reorientating and reminding myself I'm in the present, not in this whatever nervous system response I'm having is, then from that place, you're able to remain much more connected inside yourself. You stop going into this state of protection. And therefore, I started waking up with less unhealthy thoughts. I started waking up, seeing things just for what they were, not reading into them, oh. not having all this excess of emotions every day. You don't realize how much we're all living in this and that our society and system that we've set up that, that runs on your fear on your fear of being old so buy this cream you're not going to be enough you'll be rejected so do this work you know like and and also you can doing this work can also become a new sense of identity i do the work i'm very yeah. conscious yeah and it, it leaves no room for you to be human and unconscious you know none of us are anything where it gets back to is you're just a human being like everybody else we're all doing our best that is literally it doesn't mean you let people away with behaviors or accept them in yourself but what it does mean is is that it explains things and it just puts you just explains where things are at and -hmm. there's just such a piece that starts coming from realizing if i regulate my nervous system if i start to create these healthy thoughts and these healthy feelings and this healthy way of relating with people and I'm, I'm always open and willing to be seeing more of my unconscious. You begin evolving and growing so much that you do become a safe person out in the world for the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. And it just, that's how we're going to change everything. Yeah. And it starts inside. So to, to put it off, put it on someone else, put it off, blaming yourself, you know, just, just stay in your lane, do your work google everything I, I literally didn't have a mentor for that i just you just like why do i do this thing oh it's yeah. to do with your nervous system look up this book like if you're hungry for your own knowledge if you're hungry to know yourself why you do the things you do if you're not busy just identifying with i'm just a really reactive person that's just who i am i get dead angry or i'm just the kind of person that doesn't deal with things like if you're if you're done identifying and thinking that all your behaviors and personality is who you are you're not that you're who just imagine the freedom 
of whoever you want to be. Because people will talk yourself into anything. Right? I'm not the kind of person who'll have a big business. Or I'm not the kind of person who'll have a successful relationship. I'm not the kind of person who wants to settle down. There is so much stuff that we sell ourselves that's not true. And when we do the work, you actually can have the life you're really wanting. And you don't do, well, you do less harm. We're all going to do harm. Mm-hmm. We do less harm. But ultimately, what I've noticed is when I was finished doing less harm, I ultimately, I was doing more good. Yeah. I was able to have this capacity for love that I saw other people trying to have because they think it's a good trait. Yeah. Or I need to be a kind and loving person. And you thought, oh, I remember that. I remember that being just so draining, trying to be something on top of this brokenness and humanness underneath. Yeah. Instead of like, stop the bus, take time out, focus on myself I can't always show up for other people I have to let go of what that looks like and just do this work and when I'm ready love comes from this cup inside us to the outside and it's from such a genuine place and the difference is now is that like say where someone before might have invited me in to say some sort of peacocking in myself you know when you first meet people and you're like I do this or I'm this person or this is what I'm like is now I just you you look at someone and there's eye contact and they're either present or they're not right so that's interesting there's a massive amount of majority of people that are not present oh hello but they're not there's no eye contact there's no you know so you're kind of like just you sit back and I don't you don't need to be noticed and you don't need to not be noticed you're just there with your eye contact creating a connection that might go further or might not. Maybe you're drawn, maybe you're not to that person. You're not making it mean things. It's just, it's so much more of a peaceful existence. So I think so many people now realise self-awareness is the key to growth and personal evolution. And if you're too busy holding on to a story of how things are or keep telling you how you are or another person is or you know, that it doesn't break patterns instead of looking at mm. what you really want. And sometimes that you don't even know what you really want long term. You can just start today. Do I need something to eat? Do I need the bathroom? Am I tired? Sleep. It's so many people betray ourselves at such a small level. And then you're wondering why you can't have a healthy conversation with someone else when we're not even connected to herself Jill <laughs> it's you so know? I'm like I, you know I'm sitting here nod 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 because it's so true it's like and the more that we can connect to ourselves and like self-awareness self-acceptance and then forgiveness yeah. for ourselves as well because a lot of the time we've done stuff or we've played out and are acted out in a certain way it's been through fear a lot of the time because mm-hmm. we don't know we've not really known ourselves and so it's like this is how I should be. I don't feel aligned to that, but I'm I'm bad girl if I don't. So I do something under that no one else would would deem as good. So I'm over here doing something that people would maybe judge me for, but then I'm not conform. It's so big. But the, what it I'm is. getting here is the, the awareness, right, and then the acceptance. And then it's the it's the work and it's the forgiveness because underneath even like anger, shame, all the stuff, 
like when we go when we unlayer it all it's love right it is this part that's saying love me like I just want to I always think Laura the governor in the city right when I did my yeah. here right it's yeah. like this part is like hear me love me accept me see me even like with shame we want to be able to like with shame we want to be able to like tell someone or speak our shame out and not to be judged or not to be like you're bad look at you but we need to be able to do that for ourselves to be able to hold that part and sit in the discomfort of shame of anger and be like I love you it's okay like and because when we act a certain way it's because you know we've not conformed or to someone else's expectations or whatever it is right again and I'm going to move into this what I'm trying to get to with this when is enough enough? Like sometimes it's like, well, we'll keep in the story of I did this thing or you know, when do we start to say, right, do you know what? This, I, I, I've brought myself to this awareness piece of, okay, because I know with me, it's been like the human gel and it's the gel from like the condition gel. And then it's like the grandparents and the ancestral line. And then when I sort of went through that, it's like, hold on. This thing from the father line's coming through now. And I know not everyone does it. I feel like for me, I, I can't unsee it when I see it. It's like, oh God, I'm feeling this pull. Like something's coming up here with the father line now. When do we go, right? Do you know what? You don't need to have it all cleared before you can start to fully just live and be and accept yeah. and be free of those things that we think we need to clear before we start to really enjoy the beautiful life that is there for us, right? Yeah, yeah. And there are a couple of pieces to that. Like, first of all, you you just have to find a person who matches you on your level, right? Like, because I have couples and they have, you know, at the start, really um, big conflicts, and there's a lot of toxicity and there's a lot of things in there that aren't healthy. And they have other people and they have a lot of self-awareness and they come and they point out the things that they individually do and the things they're struggling with. And there's no projection, you know, like they're just trying to understand themselves. Everyone's at different places. This is this thing of like just taking this, all these ideas of ourselves off and just I am wherever I am, right? Don't label it, don't identify with it. And again, it brings up a deeper thing of, who am I really? This is what this is all about. Because we can keep identifying with this part of me, love me, love me. Or we can see there's a part of me that's like, love me, love me, right? Still vying for affection or still needing something from it, something external that actually, does it come from external? Are we going to keep placing it out there? It is a deep place inside ourselves where we can get to where our nervous system can come with us to, which is very exciting. I think this is where real evolution is at you know some people are going to go off into transhumanism and all this other stuff and actually like the the evolution the greatest evolution in our dna in our you know like just being young being healthy working to the max is actually this healthy nervous system regulation of being able to have done all of this work and unpicked yourself there's so much in it but ultimately we are not our thoughts, our feelings, and our physical sensations and the things that we've identified with. This is where meditation or those other experiences we start having of peace and stillness in between. When when our head shuts up enough for us to experience the space in between of just pure presence 
and just pure consciousness and the ability to kind of create whatever we want to in it. We're quite far from that, but the closer you get to it, the more you taste it and experience it and live like that. There's people going there and they're at varying different journeys in it. The most you can do is be honest about where you're at and try not to identify with any stage and try not to put how you feel or what you think the answers are onto anyone else but you. When you come up with an answer, it's for ourselves and it's not for other people. (laughs) (laughs) But this is really important because this is a part of what happens when you come into connection is you realize it's such a funny thing to tell other people what they need to do or how they need to do it because I know everybody gets to where they are from a different way. My husband went through the avenue of fasting and cleansing and detoxing and he had the most amazing spiritual experiences that opened up a door for him and then you know he created mindfulness and other things for me I was so stuck and struggling in my life I started looking at manifesting law of attraction mindfulness like self-awareness what I think is sometimes if your emotional channels are blocked with trauma mentally it's your nervous system is you know got a lot of trauma in it so it's it's changing your thoughts if you're wired into protection not connection Often spirituality is a route that can bypass the nervous system because energetically it's not connected and tied in a physical sense. So a lot of times people are going through a spiritual way to find wholeness, but they've got to pass through the mental. They've got to come and do the mental work. They've got to come and do the emotional work. They've got to come and do the, the physical nervous system regulation too. And same with everyone else, right? Maybe the way um, you're connecting through is physical self-awareness first, and that's where it's strongest. And maybe you're going to go to spiritual last. We all cover mental, emotional, physical, sexual, spiritual, and energetic within ourselves. Yeah. Everyone's coming from different avenues, and they go in different ways, and they're doing different sidetracks. And we cannot know why other people need to do what they do. And all we can do is be honest with ourselves. Notice if that works alongside another person. Step out of things where we're going around in a washing machine or it's repeating and it's not changing. And we feel like we've done as much as we can. We've got to remove ourselves from these situations. And the other things that we want to fight for, we let it be hard. We let it be gritty. We let it be upset and we watch what's happening. We grow. We keep picking ourselves up and starting again. Nobody, you can't write it. You can't see it. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's about self connect connection. It really is. Yeah. God, it's got to be that first. But if you don't realize all these different key players inside ourselves that are unconsciously playing out, they're happening behind your back and they're affecting you and they're affecting the people that you're in relationship with and they're affecting your quality of life oh yeah I love that you said they affect your quality of life they do they absolutely do and really do oh my goodness really just again coming back to yourself and again in relationships a lot of people it's that I'm not worthy of love and I think on a surface level, people think they are, but actually when we go underneath the surface, it's like, I don't feel worthy of being loved. And that can come from oh, childhood or whatever that is. But there would yeah. be a moment in time or moments that in time that happened where you didn't feel that that you were loved for just being all of you. And so that then obviously gets projected. Yeah. And it's like, we need yeah. to 
I feel we need to tr- meet that need for ourselves first to to first see it to to see what it is and to to be able to hold those emotions and and really create love and self acceptance of ourselves because if we can't accept ourselves how the hell is anyone else expected to, to accept us when we don't we're like I want you to love me and accept me but I don't accept me I don't accept these parts of me I don't accept yeah. these it has to start with the self the self-awareness the self-acceptance and and going on that journey of no matter what we've done how we've shown up to to fully receive it for yourself to to be able to hold the discomfort of something maybe from your past or and create a safe space for yourself whether that's in nervous system regulation work creating that safety so that what happens next is a byproduct of that. You know that saying, as within, yeah. so without. I really, I really believe that, Laura, because yeah. we expect someone else to fix us. We expect someone else to accept us when we can't do that ourselves. And the beautiful thing yeah. is when we start to do that, and it is a journey, and sometimes it feels like dog tired when we're wading through it. I've been here many times. <laughs> But yeah. I do know on the other side, and again, the more the more that we can create a connection with the body, the more we start to trust ourselves. We almost exercise that trust muscle where it's like, I know this feels like dog turd and my mind's telling me to run away from this situation right now or numb out or whatever. But the more I'm connected to my body, I can drop in really quickly now and go, this feels like shit, that there's a knowing that the mind can't explain. There's just this knowing that this is right. Like, you have to sit in this discomfort right now because on the other yeah. side, we don't even know how that maybe will look, but it's just a knowing. It's a knowing that this is the right way. This is this feels like shit, but it's going to be okay. And and it always is. It always is. Um, you know, it doesn't feel like it at the time, but but it always is. And those richer relationships, I know for me, it's. I feel like a real sense of safety when I said at the beginning, I don't know mm-hmm. if I'd ever had a conscious relationship. And I shared that with someone the other day and she's like, how so? And I said, yeah. well, I was married before to someone. And actually, not only that, like I'd had long-term relationships, but I didn't really, and I thought I knew myself, but to the level I do now, I know what's what what scared me, what my triggers are. Whereas before I didn't, so I was playing out the same things. To me, I wasn't really in a fully conscious relationship. Um, I always maybe was looking for an exit. You know, there was always like, there's a door there that I can run out of any time. That's not a real conscious relationship because I was trying to run from something that I didn't know what, and I projected yeah. it onto them. And they did show up that way. But when I was able to sort of do this work and I have been consistently and I still am, I feel really, um, and it's, you know, not safe is the the thing that I I don't feel safe. And so I I feel it's a physical reaction my body can have, you know, I start to feel like, oh, it doesn't feel safe. And I can drop in and be like, you are safe, Jill. You know, you're safe right now. Whereas before I didn't have the capacity to do that for myself. It genuinely felt like it wasn't safe. So I wanted to run away. And so now it's almost this, like, we've been together in my relationship with Daryl for 15 years, and it feels like sometimes you're kind of starting again when you start to waken up <laughs> and, and work on these yeah. things. Like, it feels very new. And it's like, oh, God, this feels like a new relationship, but a different one. 
because yeah it feels very like um oh you know we're able to like um talk about the emotional stuff now and actually that's it's very different but yeah. in, a good, in a good way because there's different levels of consciousness as well isn't there right and we can't judge that in someone else we can only look at that within ourselves but what I do now is presume to not know myself but just to be with myself in each moment and just notice where is the disturbances that happen that's all now mm. so there's because because otherwise we have this idea of ourselves or our relationship and I don't know how much helpful more identification is in the world you know like we're in this place and this time in humanity where there's more labels there's more names there's more mm-hmm. things people have got to adhere to or that are wrong or right and it's sort of the kind of the wrong direction you can see it because it's sort of you know it's moving into something that's not helpful and in actual fact less identity I find is really helpful yeah. right so so I'm not conscious or unconscious I'm just you know aware of the very real differences that happen in my body when I move from a healthy level of connection to the disturbances that happen on a physical level. I'll notice if my breath changes or something happens in my stomach or a sensation, I'll notice emotions or my mind starting to chatter differently. Now I couldn't do that when I was completely unconscious because that was just normal to me. I didn't even know that was a thing yet. So you can't know what you don't know. You have to forgive yourself for all the things that you're doing, going to do continuously that you do not know. And if someone wants to reject you for that, that's okay too. You know, that's what they can manage is what they can manage or what they're judging is their judgment. You're just doing the best you can with the consciousness you have. And also you've always done the best you could with the consciousness you've had. That is the same that's true for everybody so all we are doing is in charge of this moment here and being much more present because ultimately you're doing all this work that's where it gets you to you're just much more present with yourself with your breath with your body with your emotions with your mind so when something comes into the field you're like oh what unconsciousness came to join me you know like what's going on and then you just keep inviting yourself into higher levels of consciousness and ultimately to invite an invitation into what more of my identity can I shed? What other yes. part of me that's attached can I let go of? And this idea of safety is important too, right? You mentioned it before. The body works off show, not tell. So you can't tell your body that you're safe. You can acknowledge mentally, I am in a room and it's not my childhood and it's not the thing that I'm thinking it is, you know, or how I'm interpreting it on level 10 when actually it's level one, you can mentally register, which is very important, that this is actually quite a relatively safe situation and you're interpreting it as very unsafe. But then the change happens when you uh, show your body how to be safe. Like physically, can I relax down? Physically, can I bring my breath back with me? Can I can I stay here in my body during what's happening outside of me? Or do I need to take a break from it? It doesn't matter what you need to do. You just have to listen to yourself and help yourself and understand that this body of yours, it, it needs you to be here with it. Your emotions, they need you to be here with them, to feel yeah. them. Yeah, Your thoughts, they need you to see them, but they need you to stop being attached to the narrative around them. Right? Yeah. Most of us are so busy, like 
do I think this and I feel this and this is what's really happening and that's so unconscious in actual fact I'm a person and there's thoughts here and there's feelings and there's physical sensations are they helpful ones that are you know mean that I'm in brain and heart coherence am I in full coherence right now or are they incoherent right they're starting to go off into like do 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 when your head starts going quicker or faster, when your emotions, you're either numb to them or you're reacting, you know, for reasons you don't know or you've got more of them. If physically the way you're treating your body is going off, you know, your idea of, of health or you're not looking after it or there's, it can be compulsions with everything, right? Even masturbating or orgasms and sex. It can look like, oh, I've got such a healthy sex life. No, I'm addicted to pleasure, to my body receiving this up and down, you know, like my nervous system continuously being in this flux instead of like to be a human is is a is a pretty nice, simple place that we can live in with just relatively easy highs and lows and the occasional really big high and low. And most of us are addicted to some form of, you know, like amount of happiness, don't go past that amount of happiness, amount of negativity, or don't go past this level of emotion, you know, or if someone's angry to a certain level or sad to a certain level, we can't handle it. Like This is all just about us finding out about ourselves and removing all these limitations, all these identities, all these things, until you realize even if the worst happens to your physical body, which will, death, you're going to be okay. Mm. You're going to be okay. Because this consciousness isn't ultimately attached to those things. It's a really life-changing experience and it allows you to have relationships that don't insist upon you trying to be something or identified with something. You are just as good as the moment you're showing up in. In this moment, I might be really conscious. In this moment, I might be really unconscious. And if someone wants to, I remember once somebody on Instagram sort of put me on this pedestal because of the posts that I create and put out, and then they had an interaction with me. And there was a level of unconsciousness in it. And the way that they wrote back and the things they put on, I thought, gosh, it's so funny. That person has such an idea of me. And yet I'm just as human as everybody else's you know like I think that's where we take ourselves off the pedestal or take other people off the pedestal we put them on including these people that write the books that do the teachings that you know are supposedly either spiritual or a conscious or you know connected or kind or loving take all of that off and you go off your individual moment to moment experience with another human being most of us are just putting people in boxes and interpreting life and wondering why it's not correct instead of saying everyone's human I hate to break it to you but all of us came through families and they experienced trauma and our mums and dads were doing the best that they could and each generation is getting better but we're all going to keep being unconscious and it's just our ability to just be within the present moment, things that come up and be willing to question them, be willing to create a separation between you and them. It, it changes your whole life because you can just see so much more clearly the ways we've fooled ourselves, had unconsciousness programs playing out, all the things, yeah. Jill, you know. Oh, mega. And that, that's another conversation altogether. When you start to... <laughs> 
You're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> well, what yeah, once you Pandora's what is this? I, I, honestly, yeah. it's another conversation, Laura, but oh my word, I think the more that I've started to really like lean into that trust in myself, mm. oh, I'm just waking, like you just, it's like the veil's lifted and you're like, that's not, that. oh, I used to just accept that or yeah. what someone said or what a doctor said or this medicine or this or that yeah. or this food. Yeah. And then I'm like checking labels. I'm like, oh no what even water I'm like oh god and I'm like right Jill calm the beans because it it can become a little bit overwhelming when you you know oh yeah like how do we have that healthy humanness as we're living in this human world because it can it can go down another way where it's really not healthy for our for us and and it is it's just and I I guess what I'm really hearing so much of this it is knowing yourself and getting to know yourself and like unlearning I guess and and trusting yourself but going at a pace that isn't overwhelming and isn't all consuming and takes you down another path it's like remember that we are human and we're living in this human world but trusting yourself and the more we we cultivate that that sense of trust and we don't need permission we don't need the you know the validation from others like you said earlier we validate ourselves. well it doesn't matter what anyone else feels or thinks this feels very true to me in this moment and that might change again and it's being able to move between yeah the, the, yeah. the best relationship in quotes here but that is the one with the self and it's so true because when we get to know ourselves we get to to create that trust and we can drop in quickly and we can work on our nervous system we get yeah. to like what I need right now is this 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 podcast or whatever this book's telling me I should do but actually what I feel like I want to do is just walk outside right now and ground my feet on the, uh, on the grass even though I'm being told I should shake it in this moment well actually yes what I really feel you know I went to a a sort of ceremony and the other week Laura and I was in the room and there was other people and 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 in that moment I thought I don't I'm not feeling this this energy there's this like there's too many sort of too much energy in here and it was like right sort of get I'm shaking I, I I do shake and things but I'm like I can't be in this room and shake with these people. My body needs to leave this room right now and just yeah. get out and clear space for me. And so it's really starting to trust yourself because your way is the right way for you. And the more yeah. that we create that safety within ourselves and our home and our own home within the self, working on our nervous system, it, we we just know yeah. what's right for ourselves without having to have the validation or override our beliefs or our emotions. Yeah, totally. And I was going to add in the words like connection and attachment, right? Because there's, there's there's a real fine line. We want to connect to how we're feeling. We want to connect with what we're thinking. We want to connect with our physical sensations. Yeah. But we don't want to get attached to them yes. or over-identified or, you know, like kind of all these sort of things. So there is this line. I noticed that a lot of work at the start was about reconnecting with myself. This is how I feel. 
and this is what I need and this is my boundary and these are my lines and this is what I like to do and this is where I'm struggling and it, there was a lot more I because I hadn't fully developed right so there's a lot more trying to just reconnect things that had been lost bring back more connection rather than disconnection bring back connection not disassociation and then there's a point that you get to and it's happening uh, in little mini ways along the journey as well but I notice there's just this point where you're like how much stuff can you keep looking at and keep yeah. doing and all this other stuff and actually then what you have to start doing is just stop making it mean so much and there's things passing through and I really need to give those thoughts so much time and attention. Do I need to pick them apart for what they mean? There's a point at which you kind of just know yourself and you are already connected to yourself. And so you just now just don't have to make such a big thing of things. You can just start to let things go and just make things easier and not get caught in things. Like you said, people can go down the rabbit hole then of, of like projecting something onto you know, again, a different person, whether it's your partner, whether it's the government or whatever it is that you can just project, right? We don't need to do that. There's just this sense of whatever it is, however we landed in this ecosystem, this system that we have, this strange zoo-like place we live where everyone goes to work and we, you know, the, the way that everything sort of perpetuates trauma, for whatever reason, you can find yourself within it and wake up in it and be connected to what's happening, not detached or attached. And that's the magical line in, in all relationships with everything and everyone is to be able to, when we say know myself, what I'm meaning is this get to know what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling and what my physical sensations are. You're getting to know what you're sensing. Yes. That's all you're getting to know. If you get to know yourself, you get an idea of yourself and that idea then will just, you'll have to stretch it and outgrow it another time and it'll be another thing you have to do with is just stop getting this idea of yourself as a knowing of yourself and more connect to these senses that are coming through me and just allow me to be much more fluid within that. This idea of me is just this presence that's showing up right now here in this moment that's aware of my breath my body my thoughts my feelings just generally just you know here I'm here I love that yeah it's a different version of the I you know because we carry like when people say like who are you or what do you do we rattle off these things I think it's harder to see who you are or what you're like when you're present because you can't you can't jar that you can't yeah. condense it because you're as good as the moment in front of you. You know, sometimes I'm yeah. nice, sometimes I'm not, <laughs> sometimes I'm conscious, sometimes I'm very unconscious. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter. Letting go of the identity is very important. Mm, I love that, the I and the identity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, what a powerful conversation, Laura, as always. And um yeah, just so much in there for people to really inquire and like I think it's, it's definitely um, giving people a lot to really consider and but just know that you know in terms of relationships it can all change right so so quickly so, so quick, quickly so quickly and again for me it's the um assuming kind of your own responsibility for 
what's yours and working on that you know is a game changer it really is it's such a game it's such a game changer and if we don't like I said before if we don't do that for ourselves we go into we might end a relationship prematurely potentially or stay in one longer than we should isn't it yeah or stay in one longer than we should yeah yeah. definitely and yeah the the relationship with yourself for sure is yeah it's it's cheesy as it sounds it is it's really it's so so important to for to allow us and to support us with having really healthy relationships conscious relationships with other people because yeah uh, so so powerful Laura anything else that you want to add before we wrap up just probably just a final word to people I'd probably just say you know obviously you know you're doing the best that you can do some things are gonna some relationships are gonna last and, and some aren't don't need to be tied to that we can want things to work and still not be tied to it because the truth is some things will and some things won't or some things are going to involve you sacrificing a lot of yourself or receiving breadcrumbs rather than something that's healthy or you know vice versa I would just say just keep trusting yourself travel along keep being curious keep trying to learn what you don't know don't make yourself feel bad for not knowing none of us are taught how to have healthy relationships with ourselves or with others you're not broken there's not something wrong with you all these things that you battle whether it's anxiety depression you know all these kind of things they're linked into the nervous system they're not forever they're not parts of your personality just because they feel very real right now these struggles in your own life or in your relationships everything can shift by changing our mindset by changing our nervous system there's just work to be done and our mind can make a meal of that too like it can say oh but there's so much work to do this is not fair because because trauma is not fair your nervous system is not fair how you were raised is not fair some people have massive advantages and some people have disadvantages and usually all of us have certain advantages and disadvantages you're starting wherever you're starting just know yourself connect with yourself all the stuff that you don't understand go and get the help for or go and read up on or go and learn don't do it alone don't keep perpetuating these same struggles just go in to the places that you know are going to give you the best information so just this is trusting yourself again right you get a really good feel for it if something straight away resonates right you're on to something if it doesn't move on you can only do what you can do where you are. So let go of how things are going to turn out and just start working on when there is disturbances in you, be willing to look inside, turn it right back onto you and create healthy boundaries and lines of who does and doesn't have access to you and when and how. And everything else will unfold the way that it needs to. It's just a journey, isn't it? I really, (laughs) you know... Her journey. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. 
I know that it was split into two episodes because there was so much jam-packed into this and so we split it into two episodes. If you haven't listened to the first one, go back to listen to last week's episode, which is part one with Laura. This is part two. If you do want to reach out to Laura, you can visit her website. I will drop her details in the show notes. As always, have an amazing weekend and as always, take what resonates and leave the rest. Sending you all so much love.